Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at mybankersvault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to mybankersvault.com. That's mybankersvault.com. Tired of the 9 to 5? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Hello and welcome back once again. We're very happy to see you all here uh, to enjoy another episode chock full of exciting information for you guys on real estate investing, specifically for Canadians. So we're really excited to bring that to you again today. And as usual, here with me again is... Sandy McKay. How's it going, Sandy? I'm amazing. Exciting to be here. And uh, yeah, excited to do another episode, learn more about um, some interesting topics today, short-term rentals. I know something that's something for sure that we'll touch on that's uh, uh, hot and... Um, right in line with your more. upcoming seminar, right? <clears throat> that's exactly it. We're going to be doing one of those on June 15th. Uh, in the evening. So if, uh, if you want to search or look up, yeah, I, I don't have, maybe we'll be able to share that somewhere in this, but the event right, it'll be out on some of my social feeds. If anyone's listening and wants to check that out. Actually, you're very good if you're at promotion, Sandy. <laughs> well, if they're listening to this episode, maybe this just came out, might be the day that this comes out. We're not, I'm not totally sure yet. So if that, if that lines up nicely, then uh, you'll be able to see it. Or if you miss it for some reason, then um, we always record those. So we'll be able to get that out to you as well. So just reach out to me and we'll find out a way to get you that information. Yeah, we're doing a cool webinar on uh, on Airbnbs and cottage rentals and uh, kind of a Ontario-wide outlook on that. So it should be cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And everybody that's listening should go over to our website, breakthroughreipodcast.ca. There you can, of course, listen to every episode we've recorded over the past, well, over a year they're all there, and you can also get in touch with all the guests through the links in the show notes there, and uh, and also get our free gift. Yeah, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate, which uh, is totally free there, and free when you sign up, and uh, and you never miss out on a show, and 
like Rob said, you can access all of our stuff there. So go jump in on and that and make sure you get that gift. You get more accurate information on the uh, on the events that Sandy and I are throwing. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so he doesn't have to remember them and throw them out. If you are part of our list, you'll get all that information. You won't have to uh, rely on Sandy to give it to you during the show, which is also very, very good. What they should do is just go follow us, follow me, follow you, and and um, me or somewhere in my social media world, you'll be able to find all this stuff because we're posting it pretty actively on there. Exactly. And go over to iTunes as well. You guys know, leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you think of the show. Any guests you might want to hear from, any topics you might want to uh, learn more about, just go over there and write us a rating or leave us a rating and write us a review. And of course, that helps us get out there to everybody who might want this kind of information. So please take a couple minutes and go over there and do that as well. Sandy, other than the, um, the, uh, the information session that you have coming up, what else is going on? What else is going on? I mean, I'm doing this episode uh, in an interesting place, a little different than normal in Antigua. So we're down in the Caribbean looking at some opportunities. I guess maybe you inspire me to check out something new uh, in a different place. Um, hearing about all your adventures in Costa Rica, every show that we do. Um, haven't, I have nothing much to share here yet, aside from that there's lots of op- opportunities around here, potentially. Um, what kind just- of places are you looking at? Well, I have a good friend that bought a few, uh, four places down here recently, and um, and it seemed like an interesting place to go. Check it out and learn a little bit about the the real estate options, the tax advantages, pros, cons, all that sort of thing, and just learn about really just learn. That's kind of my main goal for this trip is just to learn about the opportunities that are there and see if they align with our goals and and that or not. And uh, explore a different part of the world that I've never been in. I've been in the Caribbean. I've never been to Antigua. So it's been pretty fun. Yeah. You know what? I would, I would give that advice to everybody listening here. Um, Cause I get contacted a lot and people say, well, show me some properties, send me properties. I want to see what there is. But I think the more important thing is to get a feel for the area where you want to invest in, you want to be in, and then, and then look at properties after that, because there is, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different climates, a lot of different feels, a lot of different uh, elements to each individual town and, and place, attraction, whatever it is. So that's always my suggestion: come get a feel for it, explore, see what you like, and then we'll start looking at places. Well, that's like um, you know, especially when you're looking at different countries, right? And that's uh, you know, there's no MLS here, like there is none, I believe, in Costa Rica, right? So it's very hard to, no, or sorry. Now. Is that changing now? Uh, well, there is something rolling out, but we don't have our hands on it yet. Okay. Yeah, with no MLS, it's pretty hard to, to search online and find op- options. Right? It's like you, you got to kind of go scout it out a bit better than that. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, get a little vacation while you're at it. Why not, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, um, you got something coming uh, up around that. You got something coming up at the, at the end of the year. Are you, are you sharing that yet with the world? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I'm going to, we just solidified the date. So in conjunction with Durham REI, we are doing an investor tour here, uh, in Costa Rica, gold coast, Northwest sort of area. And, um, the date is November 18, 1920. So we'll have more, we'll have more information on that coming up, but we've just solidified the dates and the accommodations and, Got a, got a feel for the itinerary. And um, so Quentin's going to have all of that information on the Durham REI website. 
and uh, I'll be, of course, promoting it a little bit more as we get all the links and stuff like that available for people to go and, uh, and uh, get more information. And um, awesome. we are actually just starting to look into some container house builds because everybody's going nuts over that kind of uh, that modern style of house. Um, mm -hmm. So the future plans for us is we're going to start building them because there's not enough here to, uh, to, meet, the, to meet the demand. Well, there's not really enough properties in general to meet the demand, but a lot of people are looking for those container houses. So I think we're going to start building them. So we Why can not? Why yeah. Not? Cool. Yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the plan going forward here. So today we're very pleased to have, uh, you know what? I got to, hopefully I get this right. Cause I wanted to talk to you guys before we started recording, but uh, we've got Spencer Giles and Ashley Antidormi. Is that right? It's close. It's Giles, like a J, but it gets mixed up all the time. That's yeah. <laughs> all good. But you got mine right, so that's perfect. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you guys on the show today. <laughs> They're going to be sharing the ins and outs of investing in, in short-term rentals and uh, value-add, buy, renovate, refinance, and rent properties. So thanks for joining us today, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Um, brief background, uh, for those that do not know who you are, you're Niagara based real estate investors and, um, and you love travel, fitness, dogs, started investing in 2018 and have since expanded your portfolio to 19 units, uh, mix of short-term, long-term rentals. And you're also co-founders of Travelux Property Management, short-term rental management company, which has grown to become one of the most popular short-term rental management companies in the Niagara region. And, um, their goal is to both become time and financially independence using real estate as their main vehicle to do so. And, and also importantly, continue continually traveling the world and uh, experiencing everything that's out there. So pretty cool stuff. We're excited to learn more about this. Anything, uh, anything I missed on that introduction? No, I, I think you nailed it. You know, we, we love to travel. So well, we uh, made the decision to, to do what we needed to do to, to free up that time. Well, you guys have a really cool Instagram presence and I've been watching you guys for, for quite a while now. And, uh, and that's why I didn't know your last names. Cause you guys are just Spencer and Ashley, right? That's how yeah. I know you guys. So I didn't even know you had last names until today. <laughs> um, I like to keep no, it cool and casual. <laughs> yeah, no, but I've been following you guys and you guys do a really great job at that Instagram page. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. It's, it's mostly her. <laughs> And, uh, and by the looks of it, I mean, every time I look at it, it doesn't seem like you guys ever sort of are actually in Ontario. You're just off around the world somewhere most well, of the time. We, we try, like you said, you got to do that research and development, go to a bunch of different places, yeah. get a feel for it. And, you know, the, the goal is to, to own, a, own a place in everywhere we love one day, right? Airbnb when we're not there and use it when we are. Yeah. That's awesome goal. Um, okay, well, then let's just uh, start by just tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you heard out in real estate investing. Sure. So I actually bought my first property, the house that we're living in back in 2011. Um, no goals of actually getting into real estate, just kind of wanted to get out of the house. And um, I rented out the top three rooms to students and basically house hacked for about four or five years until I met Spencer. Um and then Spencer got into it from a buddy of his. I mean, if you want to tell your yeah, story. so I, I had a really good friend 
who I went to university with and I we've been following each other on social media and I kept seeing this guy buy houses. They were student rentals. So I reached out to him and said like, man, like, you know, it seems like you're crushing it. And like, how, how are you able to, you know, work your job and continue to buy like a new house every year? So we met for a beer at a Boston pizza one day and he kind of introduced me to the whole burn method. Because I was like, I knew he had a good job, but I also knew how much it was to, to put a down payment on a house. I was like, either really, really aggressive at saving or there, there's something you know that I don't. So he uh, he kind of walked me through, you know, how he was able to leverage and, you know, how he was making cash flow from this and just the whole, you know, opportunity in real estate. So I ended up buying my first property with him and we actually went a different route. We, uh, you know, we're hearing about like Airbnbs and how much cash flow they were making. And we had a, a really good mutual friend that was doing it and doing extremely well with it. And wasn't just here. He was in Collingwood and kind of all over the place. And he kind of influenced us to, to try it out. So we bought our first place and we were shocked with the results. I mean, we went in pretty comfortable and confident, but it just blew our expectations out of the water on, on the cash flow. And from there it was, we were kind of hooked. Like it was a value add play. We were able to pull pretty much all of our money out. And, uh, you know, a year later, Ashley and I bought a house on the same street. Uh, and then I think four months after that, we bought uh, another one just on, around, the around the corner from it. <laughs> and yeah, the, the rest is history. We've been able to, uh, to keep that method moving and, and scale that. Um, and we've also formed our, you know, property management company because we had the teams in place and uh yeah we've just been growing ever since but you guys actually have a really heavy focus on short-term rentals so yeah. um why did you decide to go that way uh cash flow was basically our main motivator we saw what spencer and his buddy did with the, their first house not only pulling out their their money from the for the renos and the refi but also just the overall cash flow that, that they were getting. And since I had tons of equity in the house that I was living in at the time, so I had purchased it for like 215 grand or something like that, um, we were able to pull out a HELOC and then use it as a down payment for a house in the exact same area. And that area was in an area that was more up and coming. It was right by a really popular beach. And so we knew that the numbers were going to be good and um, it, it exceeded our expectations. So once you get that level of cash flow, there really isn't any way to go back and say, you know what, let's do long-term rents. Yeah, because <laughs> we, we had a goal of what we wanted to essentially get to so we could leave our jobs. Like the goal has always been to travel. You know, Ashley got me hooked on our first trip to Thailand and Vietnam. I'd never really been anywhere else besides hockey before that. And, you know, two weeks wasn't enough. Uh, you know, two weeks vacation just sucked. When you get when you get over to the other parts of the world, you know, you need a lot more time than that. So ever since then, you know, once we realized, okay, we need, you know, X amount of cash flow per month. And we saw what Airbnb was doing. We did the math and said, Hey, we can get to that goal a lot faster doing this than say just doing like student rentals or long-term rentals. Mm -hmm. And we actually really enjoy the whole hospitality aspect, making like really cool, unique stays and, you know, having people come, come over and just like, even when they mentioned like, Hey, that was like really cool. Like I love the backyard, just those kind of compliments, you know, really, really pays off more like on the emotional side than just the financial, which we really enjoy. Cool. That's, uh, that's certainly an element of it. Maybe a little more fun than dealing with landlord tenant board and whatever yeah. else, uh, issues with the longer term stuff. I know a lot of, sure. a lot of people will, uh, will, will definitely appreciate that side of it more than, than the longer term, nobody, which has challenges. Nobody going in and painting your places. 
without nope. asking right. or anything like that? No, yeah. No. Not yet. No, I mean we've, yeah. we've had some stories, but if you don't, if you don't really like your tenants, wait a few days and they're gone. So that's yeah. kind of another yeah. main reason too why we went that route. What are the main things that you should look for then? What are what are people what should be on their minds when they're looking for short-term rental investments? What are what are the keys? So first one would probably be location. Um, you want to make sure this is somewhere that people are going to actually want to pay money to be, right? So yeah, it doesn't have to be a waterfront property every time, but look around the area. Is this somewhere that is either up and coming that's becoming popular or somewhere that actually is fairly popular? And that's why we love, say, like North End St. Catharines or Niagara-on-the-Lake. Like Niagara-on-the-Lake doesn't have very many hotel spaces or anything like that. So there's an actual need for short-term rentals because people want to be in the vineyards. They don't want to be in Niagara Falls and hotels. Uh, so location would be number one. And then, yeah, I mean, just just overall um, layout of the, the property too. Like um, we personally have pivoted to more of a, a private secluded um, type of property. Like we've been buying properties in Niagara on the Lake that don't really have neighbors. They're just surrounded by vineyards just to create that more of a unique stay. Um, but at the end of the day, like we, we kind of look at a property that has a ton of potential and, and, you know, we have some systems in place where, Hey, like we can add certain things to make it even more desirable, but I would say it definitely comes down to location a hundred percent. So location. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much a, 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 a uh, what, what am I looking for? It's the word for everything in real estate, really, right? I mean, if you have a location, great locations, yeah. nothing compares to that. Um, so, that's... well, yeah, because it makes sense. Like, you can have a really, really cool themed Airbnb, and that might differentiate you guys from other people in an area with an attraction. But it's like the the, the rental itself is never going to be the attraction. Mm -hmm. Right. So it can be. So we've seen some that have created if you can create such a unique experience, because right now, kind of like you were saying before, Rob, with the containers, you want to build these containers like that's such a cool, unique experience that people are striving for and really want that Instagrammable spot. We know people who just have land up in the Muskokas and put on like a bunch of tiny homes that don't have any electricity or running water. And they're sold out year round because people want that cool oh. experience. So if you can create something unique like that, that would also be, a, then your spot is the attraction. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. I would say the key to that too, though, is that you said there, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. So there's probably just one on its own might not be the same thing, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Um, that's, I mean, certainly I've seen some of that in uh, right here, actually in Antigua where I'm right now, there's a place down the beach here on the beach, it's a great location, but it's got, uh, they've got, it's just, it's just like the, 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 the cost of what they've done, you can tell is very cheap, but it's also very attractive because people are going to go there for the Instagram photos and all that stuff. And it's, it's just tense on the beach, but they're charging oh, yeah. like crazy mounts for it and they're sold out. I'm like, there's only like six or eight of them. So it's not like, it's not. A ton of them, but they seem to be sold at all the time. Mm -hmm. They're charging, I don't know, like eight hundred thousand dollars a night type thing. And I'm like, wow. You're, it's a tent. <laughs> yeah, but but they look cool. They're attract. I can see why they're attractive, and it's knowing your audience, I guess, to set it up and uh, and attract that that type of clientele, which which is uh, interesting. Just the margins on it can be amazing. Definitely, like I, like I mean, location definitely helps. Obviously, that's the first thing that we look at because we're fairly risk adverse. Um, but you know, you, if you're willing to take that risk and, you know, put some money into it and make something super unique and creative, like you can get success in that as well. Um, so how do you go about setting these up? What are, what are some of the tricks and, and tips for that? Setting up there being 
really unique or or just kind of you know more standard i guess what, what are some of the tricks to, to optimize them yeah like well obviously now especially with all the changes with airbnbs photos are are extremely important they're the number one selling point um so we look for you know renovations where we can create a lot of natural light on the inside but i would say like our biggest selling point especially in this area is the outdoor setup like people um love like an outdoor oasis so like we're we're looking at okay how can we make like this really sick backyard where it's like instagrammable string lights fire tables luxury patio sets where you know that's usually our first or second photo where when people are scoring they're going like wow like i could picture myself you know spending a day at the vineyards and then coming back having that nice glass of wine maybe making a meal or like having something catered in and just really like creating that experience and that going through their head all within a few seconds when they're scrolling through listings so we look at places and you know the first thing from like a renovation side is like how can we how can we make this like super instagrammable um and if it's possible that outdoor setting to have covered just the reason being because if people are spending a couple thousand bucks a night or a thousand bucks a night to stay at your place and what sold them on it was that outdoor setting if it's raining that whole weekend it's nothing we could control but that would still kind of be a bit of a bummer so we always try to look for contingencies i'm like okay this is the selling feature how can we ensure that they get to use this thing year round and then from there it's uh it, it is a grind setting these things up there's oh, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of furniture a lot of stress um you know you have to you know if you're good with decorations you can do it yourself but if you're not i would highly recommend using some sort of designer or decorator that will source and do these things for you we've done both in the past um now we're at the point where we're pretty busy we try to use like experts that are just going to go and say here's the theme this is what we want go source it here's our budget and and they make it work um but yeah from there you want to get your furniture and then you want supplies after that is like uh the, the next step and yeah then from there you just got to sync your cleaning team and have uh, all your maintenance and people ready to go and uh yeah it's, it's a long journey but it's you definitely want to make sure that you have checked all the boxes before going live it's one of those things that like i would never want to set that up myself there's just too much detail involved in that for me right you got to get everything right right down to the smallest detail and then sourcing that stuff especially like around here let's say is incredibly difficult yes. so yes. i think yeah like to uh to have somebody that specializes in that would be a big bonus absolutely and um and then like so do you just do you pull a theme from the the house itself you go okay you know this this is a theme that would be good for this house or how do you decide how to decorate it and that kind of thing you can do that um some of our houses that are on the beach we have as beach themed i mean that one's pretty obvious some of the ones that we have on like a vineyard are more like wine house or farmhouse themed um, the house that we're working on right now is kind of an older home, but it's surrounded by like vineyard and trees and land. It's beautiful. So we're definitely going with that strong like farmhouse theme. Um, you can look around the house and be like, you know, in Costa Rica, it wouldn't be shocking to see a bunch of like jungle themes or something like that beach house. Like it doesn't matter what it is, as long as you create it throughout the entire house, not just by one room. Right. You don't want to walk into each room and be like, I'm confused as to what the theme is in every single room. As long as you carry it out into the outback, everything, then you'll be good. And then again, 
there's so many details that we can talk that we're going to dig into on this because I feel like this is like the most important part, right, of the whole thing is how to optimize it the, uh, correctly. So, yeah. so what are the things that uh, require the most attention, I guess? Well, I mean, it really starts with your supply list. Um, we have a very detailed supply list, like right down to the number of sheets per bed. And, you know, it's it's something that we follow. So it, it takes a, a lot of the headache out and we can just go through and basically order it all in like a few hours. And, you know, Amazon's been great in our area. It's obviously a little bit more difficult, as you mentioned, in, in that, in like Costa Rica or anywhere remote. Um, but yeah, from, from like an actual optimization standpoint, there's just there's just so many things now and Airbnb is constantly updating their algorithm. But I would say from there, just before going live, you want to make sure that you have everything in place. And by that, I mean, if you're waiting a few weeks for the fire table to come in, but you put your listing, but you're considering putting your listing live, I would highly recommend not doing that. And the reason being is the second you click activate or list yeah. airbnb is giving you a huge seo boost which is it means they're, they're going to put you at the top of the search rankings where you're with uh, a ton of airbnbs that have been or a ton of short-term rentals that have been doing really well and that are highly ranked and they're going to test you they're going to test you on conversions and they're going to test and they're going to then they're obviously going to test you as you get those first two or three reservations so they're going to see how many people are viewing to book right so you want to make sure that you have all of your capturing items in that listing before you go live and yes you might take a short-term hit of not going live for two or three weeks but i guarantee you in the long run when you have that good conversion and you know airbnb likes that they're going to keep you up at a, a higher ranking and you'll continue to get those bookings you know, other than the first two or three that you'll, you'll get pretty quickly just because of that boost. So that's one of like the main things that we focus on. And like when we work with our clients in the management side, you know, we kind of have to really tell them to just trust us on that. Mm -hmm. And you got to think long term just because it's becoming so much more popular and everyone's pivoting, especially with the rising costs and interest rates now, especially there, a lot of people are pivoting to, to do short term rentals. So you want to make sure that you are checking every single box, you know, before going live. That that would be like my number one tip for for all people that are, are, are just getting started or mm -hmm. looking to go live with something. I like that because it's the same as our tip for uh, for for like any clients that we have doing flips, right? Like a lot of times they'll say, "Well, let's just get it up. Let's let's you know have the pictures done." I'm like, "There's no handles on the cabinet doors." right? Like we're not going to do that. It's important to have it finished and look yeah. good in the pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I guess if you're going to do it that way, you can run into like one of two problems. You've either got to take that fire pit out of the ad or say that it's there and, and, not, mm -hmm. and run the risk of it not being there when people come mm -hmm. to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. would be terrible. And we put so much emphasis on professional photos. Like iPhones are great, but they're not good enough for Airbnb listings. You need a professional who can take photos and edit photos with a professional camera. And if you take these photos without having every single item that you want in that listing, like a fire table or whatever it is, 
then to add it later on a crappy picture like isn't worth it like you have to wait till absolutely everything is perfect for those pictures and then you can go live yeah we say that sim similarly in in long-term rentals is to do i mean quality photos can go a long ways and it, once you do them once like you typically don't have to redo them do you have to redo them much with airbnbs if you're adding things or if things only change? if you make a major change yeah and and we like to take um like all different types of season photos so yeah. for us like we've been recently been putting in these um, outdoor wood-burning cedar saunas in, in some of our nicer properties so obviously that photo is a lot better when there's a little bit of snow covered on it and you get like a little fire going beside it that creates that like winter theme so we will rotate the photos when it's getting closer to our slower season if you want to call it that um just to just to drive bookings during that so other than that i wouldn't say we we adjust too much unless like ashley mentioned we we do something major even then it's like a few photos versus yeah. the whole whole redo right exactly <laughs> Are you listing these on any other websites? Is it Airbnb the, the only, or is it just kind of the main one and there's some other ones? So right now we're, we're only on Airbnb just because we've got a pretty good system down and we're, we're, we're pretty happy with it right now. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that being on other channels is, is bad, like VRBO, uh, the old home away, I guess. It is an option. Personally, not a huge fan of their insurance uh, and like hosts. Uh, guest guarantee and the other thing is that you have to deal with too in Ontario is Tico so ha, I guess just you know long story short we we actually have a direct booking site because that's the, that's what we wanted to move towards and we were about to go live and then our lawyer actually warned us and mentioned that hey if you're not Tico certified you can't be facilitating direct bookings and taking direct payment in Ontario in Ontario only so not like everywhere else in Canada you're fine and to do that, it's basically you're, you're licensing yourself as a travel agent. You know, you got to take a few courses, pass a few tests. You have to have like a decent slush fund in a trust account. And I, I know they do take a percentage of revenue quarterly as well. So there, there's that aspect of it. But um, yeah, just that's that's something that we ran into. And I, I know we do want to pivot towards direct bookings just to, you know, there's a lot more opportunity when you're not paying those service fees. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So what do you have, uh, what are your tips for getting good reviews? Like as far as that goes and getting people to actually, you know, submit those. Um, so we always ask for a review. We have automated messages that go through to people um, the, when they book a couple days before their check-in, giving them all the details they need. Um, the day before they check out, just kind of outlining, hey, can you make sure the dishes are done and the garbage is collected and put here? Um, and reminding them when checkout time is because people like to forget. And um, then at checkout, after checkout time, we say, I hope you enjoyed our stay with your stay with us. Um, any feedback that you have for us where we can improve guest experiences? Can you let us know privately? Um, and otherwise, can you leave a review? Um, that's usually how we ask. Most people listen and they'll give us a review. Yeah. And then the other thing that we do like right off the bat is we use the law of reciprocity and in, in our favor, we always like to leave some sort of welcome gifts. So like if it's our, you know, winery area places, we like to leave just a bottle of like BQA wine or like you can leave a nice welcome note with some chocolates and coffee or just something where it's like, you know, adds that nice touch to it and it's, you know, activates the law of reciprocity. And then from the rest there, it's just honestly customer service. Yeah. If, if, you know, if they're reaching out to you, the response time is critical. And just thinking of all the details before they're arriving, like having recommendations on, you know, what to do around the area, you know, 
our favorite local spots because people that use Airbnb don't want to go usually to all the really touristy spots. They might want to check it out. But I know personally for us, when we travel, we want to go off the beaten path. Like that's, that's where all the tourists go. Where do the locals go? So we always want to try to create that experience for our guests. And I find that that definitely goes a long way. But yeah, just making sure you have a, a clean house and that everything's set up just like the photos, uh, if not better. And just, you know, making sure that you're there for them during the stay. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Now, scaling Airbnb is quite <clears throat> difficult, right? Especially if you're trying to manage everything yourselves. Yes. So it, it, it sounds like you guys have been able to do that quite successfully. So how did you manage that? I say after about five, um, you're going to feel the growing pains of trying to manage them all yourself. Um, we've since brought in a property manager who actually runs all the day-to-day -day operations. And at that point, we were able to step back. Another thing that we totally recommend is automation. Like that automation will be your number one friend. We do not schedule our cleaners every single time that there's a clean. They schedule themselves. We have it so that they can access the calendar. They get booking notifications the same way that we do. And they look at the calendar twice a week and they schedule themselves when they need to. And then any booking that comes in within 72 hours is communicated to them either by us or by our property manager so that they know. Just an FYI, there's a last minute booking, here's the details. And other than that, we trust and give them autonomy to be where they need to be at the time they need to be there. Um, and that frees up a ton of time. Is that an Airbnb feature or is that your is that some other kind of software that you're using? There's multiple ways you can do it. So you can add them as a co-host. That's the way we originally started, but we've recently integrated into a channel manager. It's called Hostfully. Um, they can have their own direct cleaners access. So they don't get to see like all the details of the property per se, as you would as a, a secondary co-host. Um, and then from there they get automatic notifications to text to their phone. They have their own login for the schedule. And as she said, we kind of, we hold them accountable. We train them up in the beginning because not everyone's Airbnb experienced. And, you know, we originally created playbooks for each property on like where the remote goes and pictures and all of that and the list. So it, you know, it, it they kind of follow a system. And then after a while, they're used to that property. They can just kind of do it off of, uh, you know, muscle right. memory, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. Um, and now what happens if something is missing, like not necessarily, okay, well, on the side where, what do you do? Uh, how do you communicate that with the, with the, uh, guests and on the other side, how do you take care of replacing things? So the cleaners are responsible for telling us if there's any damage or if there's anything missing. Mm -hmm. If things are missing, like things that like to go missing all the time are like wine openers. I don't know what happens with them, but those are things we tend to replace. I take them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I thought so. So, um, so if a guest is saying, hey, there actually isn't a wine opener here, that's something we want to get to them within an hour or so. So that's when you need feet on the ground for us. That's our property manager who's always feet on the ground. And if it's not her, we can have the pay the cleaners to run out. If it's not the cleaners, we can have our maintenance guy to run out. There's always someone that will be able to run out to bring something like that to the guest. If it's something bigger that's missing, um, I don't know, is, what has been missing? Like, like towels, sheets, yeah. stuff like that. Like his well, we always have tons of extras of those. So like, yeah. I would say like the number one thing too when setting it up is thinking of contingency plans. You have to assume that 
everything will go wrong. So what do you have as a backup, right? Yeah. So like things like lock boxes, if the door code battery dies, you know, things like extra sheets and towels, assuming that, hey, you know, there's eight people here, but we're going to leave out, you know, enough for almost double that. So, if, you know, something gets stained or it's not usable, then there's there's tons of extras there. And, and our cleaners are trained to ensure that that stuff's out. Um, if it's not, though, our supply closet is right there. And we always say to have three to four times the amount of sheets and towels than the number of beds and guests. So you have tons of extras, right? So if worst case scenario, our supply key is always on site in a lockbox. We would just give them the lockbox code and tell them to go into the supply closet. Hey, Breakthrough listeners. Are you a real estate investor looking to scale your portfolio but struggle to find an investment-focused renovation company? Then our team at Evolution Construction Management is here for you. With our standard list of features and processes, we've created an efficient method to streamline your renovation from start to finish so you don't have to. Enjoy a hassle-free renovation on us. Visit our website at www.evolutioncm.ca or email us for your free quote at info at evolutioncm.ca. A lot of good tips here. I was I was thinking um, I was I wanted to ask you more about your PM your company and how you help manage other properties as well. But um, uh, before we get to that, you you do have some other properties that are not Airbnb, correct? So yes. I, I was wondering maybe some and some multifamilies. I was wondering because um, there's a lot of pros to Airbnb and short term rentals. It, given that you do have both types, what would you say are potential cons or potential negatives to that strategy? um versus uh traditional longer term or multifamily property yeah well it, it's a lot more work it's a lot more demanding you are now in the you know hospitality hospitality industry like you have to be on all the time and it's you know it's not just as like a long term it's not just like dealing with like a, a minor you know leak or you know some, light bulbs out it, it's like you're dealing with you can deal with some you know higher maintenance people and it's your job to make sure that it's being taken care of. You know, I would love to say that everyone's a perfect guest and, you know, they, they say hi at check-in and they say bye at checkout and that's it. But that's not the case, right? You have to make sure that everyone's needs are met. And that's definitely a lot more work. Um, and obviously from the investment side, there's a lot more money that goes into it, right? You're not just, you know, putting your, your basic finishes, you're now spending 30 to 60 grand, if not more, depending on how high end of a property you're doing to furnish and put amenities into these properties. Mm -hmm. So to scale, you need a lot more capital. Um, but yeah, I would say like, those are probably the, the two. Main Another ones. main one would be if the bylaws change in the yeah. area, um, if the bylaws yeah. could go from being either gray or nothing to disallowing short-term rentals. So we tell people all the time, we tell our clients all the time, Airbnb cannot be your only option. If all else fails, can you sell for profit? Can you turn it into a long-term rental for a profit? We always need exit strategies. And when we personally buy, we always have an exit strategy. Airbnb may be number one, but there's always a backup. Yeah. Good advice. That makes sense. Um, and and probably I, I would I'm guessing it's a bit more upfront work, like in time. Like you said, there's time yes. all, all throughout. But I think before you get to the point of scaling and getting some leverage, I'm sure there's quite a bit of it's probably a little more extra time than maybe a traditional investment. Well, a lot more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot 100%. more. Like you know, 
you can get a place furnished up and running in a few days, but it's very unlikely, right? You don't want to, you don't want to like go too fast. We always like recommend maybe stay a night or two in your Airbnb because you'd be surprised, even though that list is detailed, you'd be surprised like the smallest things that they keep adding up, especially in the beginning of going live. Like a four star review is now a one star. Like if you, if your average is under 4.2, like they basically put you on the bubble basically. Yeah. yeah, Probation. Um, uh, basically saying, if you don't improve, like we're gonna, we're gonna block your listing. So, you know, where people come in and say like, oh, you know, I gave you four to five stars. That's still pretty good. It's not, we need to ensure that nothing is missing and that it's perfect, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you know, any house, you buy a house to live in yourself, right? You start living there, you start to things you would never thought of that are kind of annoying or whatever. Right. So mm-hmm. Same thing goes here. Right. But you have to go from like zero to furnished right away. Or at least when I buy, there's a house that you like live in, you're like, oh, that room's not done. We'll get to it. You buy some yeah. here and there. No, like it has to look from empty to lived in and homey. And we tell people that all the time with our clients. We walk through houses and they're like, we have a bed and a dresser and a lamp. And I'm like, it doesn't feel like a home. Like you need prints and you need fake plants everywhere. And, you know, it needs to feel homey. Yeah. Um, so do you guys with the Airbnb properties, are you uh, refinancing those? Like, is that yeah. something that you're doing? And you would have to obviously, do you have to do that before the ads go live? Yeah. I mean, I, I, ideally that's, that's what you want to do. Cause we've been using like the schedule A's for market rent. I mean, we've, we've dealt with some pretty creative mortgage brokers in the past where, you know, we've gone other avenues of, of, mm-hmm. of getting it, but it is, it is difficult, especially once you hit, certain amount of properties mm-hmm. um you know you, you have to either get really creative or you know you have to you know potentially prepare for the risk of you know the banks not allowing it but, but some lenders are starting to yeah. see the light and they're starting to accept <clears throat> airbnb income if you've had it for two years so we're getting mm-hmm. somewhere yeah a lot of b lenders are, are actually yeah. looking at income now which is I was gonna say, it's, it's got to be b lenders yeah a lenders yeah. probably still be maybe never who knows while to go away <laughs> yeah <clears throat> B-lenders, though, I mean, a lot of a lot of self-employed and other entrepreneurial type people are, that's generally the path a lot of them are going anyways. So it's not, not the end of the world. Those rates have been really low for a while as well. Yes. Yeah, they were. Um, so how can you help people make this a little easier? What are some of those options? Uh, you know, we I, you have your company, Travel Lux. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how that how that works? Yeah. So, you know, we, we obviously had found a pretty good system and, you know, we wanted to scale this a lot faster so we, we originally put out a kijiji ad saying like hey we can do this for other people we have the team in place like we enjoy it we're passionate about it and we knew there was a ton of cash flow there so what we do is essentially make it a hands-off approach for a lot of investors so people that want to buy a property and maybe get into airbnb because of the cash flow but don't necessarily have the time to run it that's where we come in so we essentially right from the beginning help them you know facilitate like a property like we, we don't necessarily do what a realtor does but we have everyone in place if they're looking for it we have general contractors real estate agents we'll advise them on what areas to avoid what areas that are good what areas don't allow it, what areas do and you know from there essentially guide them through all the the, the keys to success right like we we have a very detailed supply list we have people that can set it up for them if they choose not to for a fee. Obviously, we, we, we don't do that for free anymore. We, we've learned that the hard way. Yep. Um, and and yeah, after everything is in there, 
and we go live, we, we take it over just like it's our own property and our name is attached to it. So we want to make sure that, you know, it's in our best interest for this, their property to be successful. And all of our clients are mostly definitely out of the Niagara region. And a lot of them are actually out of the country. So a lot of them are looking just to kind of, okay, it's ready to go hands off. Um, we're connected via like say WhatsApp chats, but otherwise we are able to make um, decisions where, where needed because they are out of the country. Yeah. And the most important part, uh, part of it as well is these people are buying in like vacation destination areas. They want to use it themselves too, but they obviously want to make money while they're away. So it's kind of a win-win for them. And um, yeah, we just try to make it as hands-off as possible, but the beginning there, there's, there's some work on, on, on their end as well, but we'll, we try it to. Sounds, it sounds it. like you've got two things going on there. You've got a coaching business and then a property management business. Sounds like yeah. a, like it sounds like it's yeah. both of those things. We do coaching con and consulting calls as well. So, yeah. I, I, a lot of people, you know, pro property management is always a, for depending on your where you're at and your investment, you know, timelines and whatnot. I think a lot of people will will steer away from it for in general property management at the beginning. They want to do it themselves or you know save the cost, etc. This type of space, I think the property management side would be ex exponentially more valuable just in terms of the experience you have, but then the leverage of time that someone like people probably under really under under uh, underappreciate the amount of time that's put into managing it and, and optimizing it because the, the tricks that you're going to utilize are going to make them so much more money. It's 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 exponentially higher than I would I would think at least than a traditional property management company. For, for sure like, for sure i would say if you're not passionate about it uh you know don't 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 do it like you have to enjoy it because it is it's very demanding it's a lot of work and we get so many clients who have said hey we've been running this ourselves and we just can't anymore yeah <laughs> you know i mean they're taking their own time but they're also probably losing a lot of money from it like the obviously you have fees for managing it but the the fees are going to come back probably in spades for them to, to optimize the rental and make sure that they're just ha and and yeah just creating a great experience versus just having a something that's there to live in like it's about the experience to is where you really get the that extra roi i i would imagine Definitely. And I mean, that comes down to pricing. I, I think that's probably one of the number one mistakes like people make is not yeah, pricing yeah. it properly. Like I cringe when I see someone post that my summer's fully booked and it's December. <laughs> it's like when I, when I see that, I'm like, okay, you probably left 20 to 40,000 on the table. They underprice, right? Not, yeah. Not no, not yeah. And, and that's like, that's like the biggest, the, you know, if you're going to learn like one thing about optimizing the listing besides having it like looking nice, is know know your pricing know the market always be on top of it and and just you know and don't use smart pricing yeah airbnb smart do not pricing. use airbnb smart pricing <laughs> they want you to get 100 percent occupancy so they'll lower all the prices we do not care about 100 percent occupancy i would rather have a 65 percent occupancy rate but making <clears throat> five grand more i'd rather have higher prices and less people less wear and tear more money yeah exactly I'm into that. Sense. Yeah. Um, you guys still work with joint venture partners on these things? We, we do. do. Yeah, we've uh, in one right now. Yeah, we're we're mm -hmm. we're currently in one on the Niagara and the Lake property. So we've we've done a few of these where we're the managing partner, they're the money partner. So again, completely hands off for them. This is now we are actually personally going in and finding these, finding the right deals. You know, putting the package together. 
you know, once we find a property that we all agree on, then we close on it. And then from there, we're in charge of all the renovations, setting it up, optimizing it. You know, we have obviously expectations of what we need to get it to for it to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the people that are aligned with it and, you know, we feel good partnering with, we're, we're open to it. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been very, uh, very good so far. So we'll, we'll put people in touch with you at the end of the show. We'll get your contact information for anyone a bit, uh, wanting to do that, uh, reach you on a, on a joint venture level. Um, what, what, what big plans do you guys have? What's coming up for you? So we obviously love to travel. I left my corporate job just to focus on real estate in September. And, and I'm assuming this, excuse me, I'm assuming this episode mm-hmm. isn't coming out until after Friday, but Friday is my last day in the corporate world. So I'm, nice. uh, awesome. I'm officially done. So that cheer button. I don't have one. Yeah. 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 Really. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Super, That's super, super exciting. exciting. Cause yeah, it's like we, we got it this far, both in full-time jobs. It's like, you know, imagine where we're going to be a year from now when we're fully 100% into, you know, the mm-hmm. business, looking at deals, traveling and finding different pockets and areas. So like, yeah, our, our long-term goal is obviously to keep expanding. We've expanded the management business, actually, not just in Niagara. We have over 11 properties in British Columbia now, it includes like the Vancouver Island, Whistler, Squamish area. Um, we're recently in the middle of expanding to Alberta. So we have a, a partner out there that we've, we've teamed up with. And we're kind of going to be creating that model, you know, all over the world. I know Ashley mentioned earlier, we're, we're looking at Costa Rica because we have some friends down there and, you know, we have the systems and the tools in place to expand this without sacrificing our quality of life. So we're, we're planning to just continue to scale and grow that. And we love that we can work from wherever. So we're, we're about to go on a big, big five week trip in the next week. But we plan to work while we're there. We'll just be on a different time zone. I know you guys understand understand that part. And where are you going? Europe. All, all kind of all around Europe. Yeah, we're doing uh, like Croatia, um, Hungary, Hungary uh, Montenegro, um, Rome for a few days, and then we're in Mykonos for six celebrating a friend's birthday. Yeah. Well, that cool. sounds like fun. Cool. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of Airbnb, so a lot of, uh, we're going to get a lot of inspiration. We actually do get a lot of inspiration when you travel overseas, yeah, and see how other people do it. Well, I mean, geez, I I don't know what kind of, you guys travel a lot. Like, you must have had a job that allowed that uh, to some extent. We get that all the time, but we only had four weeks of vacation. We're just Uh very strategic. Like we, if people like, oh, I have a week off to do housework. Him and I were like, I don't, every day that we took off, we were out of the country. Yeah. We always scheduled around long weekends and I was always a a remote job even before, before COVID. So I was pretty fortunate in that sense. So we, you know, during COVID, we did a lot of travel within Canada Mm -hmm. and my favorite was working on the West coast because I get up early anyways. So starting my day at 536 being done at two or three i had you know the the whole afternoon and evening to enjoy hiking and stuff like that so we got away with that and we were just recently in florida for a month and i was i was working there i only took a few days off but got to enjoy palm trees and sunshine instead of uh the big snowstorm we got here awesome fun fun way to to go about that traveling learning you get so much perspective and different you know ideas and stuff when you're traveling i think it's a, a great piece to tie in, especially when you're Airbnb rentals. I mean, that goes pretty hand in hand, right? You're going to get inspiration and, and ideas just from uh, staying in your own product in a way. 
Yeah. So that's absolutely. cool. Um, what's a piece of info or advice that's always stuck with you? Rob, I'm stealing your question. You always ask that question, but I, I felt it was the right time. Um, what's a great, what's a, what, what are some, what's one great piece of info or advice that's always stuck with you and helped you along the way? Um, so every time we've talked to other real estate investors and we kind of tell them about our goals, especially when we were just starting out, we'd always hear like dream bigger. And I feel like we've created this lifestyle within like two years. So it didn't take a whole ton of time. So that's really stuck with me. Every time we come up with a concept, I'm always in my head, like, let's like make that bigger, like dream that bigger because we've proven that we've, we can do it. And the other one that's really stuck with me as well is if there are strong barriers to entry, there's likely more capital or more income involved that you can gain from it. So just because there's like a barrier to entry, don't just stop there and be like, yeah, I tried, you know, every time there's something that's, that's come up, we always look for <clears throat> solutions. And those solutions have always created more opportunities that we were able to, to work off of that not a lot of people have done. Yeah. And for me, my biggest thing is just like, for us is take action. Um, yeah. I, I'm a big reader, read hundreds of books until you actually go out and start implementing it and trying and failing. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, you're not going to really get anywhere, right? You can have all the knowledge and know, hey, I know how to do this. So this is what I need to do. But until you actually go and do it, mm-hmm. it won't happen. And you'll, you'll be shocked. Of, we're, you know, we're still shocked at like, hey, like, I didn't think I was going to be able to leave my job in two and a half years and live the lifestyle I wanted. Like, I thought this was going to be a five-year goal, but, you know, every day you wake <laughs> up and just do something. And eventually you end up in a place where, yeah. you know, you're, you're happy with. <laughs> and we didn't get here because we were correct the entire time, right? Like we've made mistakes. And that's why when we tell our clients, like you need to have this, this, and this in place, it's because we've had, didn't, haven't had them in place before and it's completely screwed everything up. Right. So you just learn from your mistakes and you keep going. Yeah. I'll agree with you guys. Like setting when, whenever we've set the goals, we, we seem to get like achieve them much quicker than we imagine that we will. So I, I really like that. And of course, yeah, applied knowledge is the only way to get anywhere, right? That action stuff. Yeah. So that just means you got to think bigger. That's it. But, you know, look, I think if you go back and you listen to any single one of our shows and we ask that question, that's always one of the answers. And, and it, because it has to be right. No, you can't get anywhere until you take action. 100%. Mm-hmm. So uh, how can people get in touch with you? Anyone that wants to learn about your uh, Airbnb management, anyone that wants to maybe partner up with you guys, what's the best way to do that? To get in touch with us personally, um, we're very active, like you mentioned, on Instagram, just simply Spencer and Ashley. Um, our property management, if you want to look at what your property can can do or possibly work with us in that realm, you can go to uh, travelxpropertymanagement.com. And our, we work with partners on on that, and they will be able to do up like a, a report and talk to you about your property there. Two main ways. Very cool. And we're going to have all of those. Uh, we're going to have all that info in the show notes. So anyone that missed it, just go over into the show notes, and you'll be able to get in touch with these guys. Um, thanks, thanks for being here. Really appreciate everything that you guys have shared today. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, it was a pleasure. A lot of fun. Sydney, how can people good. get in touch with you? uh same way social media if you want to is easy just find me on instagram or facebook or linkedin or sandy at freedomreps.com is the email perfect and people can reach me at rob at mr breakthrough.ca 
Well, thanks, guys, for joining us, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show, and we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.